Welcome to Believe in Pistons, a Detroit Pistons podcast on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Brandon Dent, a.k.a. Detroit Kool-Aid, credentialed NBA media. And today, it is Tuesday, January 10th. And guys, we got another Believe in Beef episode. This time, I had to go get my guy, Sean Murphy, to join me. This time, though, we're talking about do you believe in beef stew? Is Isaiah Stewart the long-term starter for the Pistons right now, the trajectory is the four spot. That's where he's shown to be a little bit better. Um, that's where things actually, uh, Sean, I know we were talking a little bit beforehand and you said you like the way he's actually shown to be proficient in a lot of different things. But stretch four right now is where he's projecting to play long term. I got to do another article about it over on sports.com So definitely go there and check it out. Sean Murphy as well. We're going to have him introduce himself in a minute here, but he also does Pistons coverage as well as NBA coverage uh, at Wilbur Sports, as well as uh, premier NBA coverage at From Half Court. So you definitely want to be able to go and give that a follow. Uh, but Sean, definitely tell the people more about yourself, where they can find you. And um, I hope you brought the bag of tricks today. Oh, Kool-Aid, my guy. You know the bag of tricks is always coming, especially when you're coming calling. Dude, it's That's good to right. see you. Thank you so much. For, thank you so much for having me here, man. Yeah, you can you can find me on From Half Court um, on YouTube as well as Sean Half Court on Twitter and all their all other social media platforms. My biggest thing is I just love the game of basketball. I you know I grew up a diehard Detroit Pistons fan. Now cover the Detroit Pistons you know in a professional capacity, but as well as much as I loved you know the the Pistons as you know as you know as a team, I love the NBA as a league. So for me, it's about you know, telling the story of the game of ball and doing it any way I can. So just yeah. glad to be here and have that opportunity to do it with one of my favorite people today. <laughs> listen, listen, guys, listen. It's awesome when what you do can align with the talent and the and the level of professionality that you're you know, your associates have as well. And I'm glad that in this kind of NBA coverage world, and for me specifically, Detroit Pistons world, I'm able to do this type of content, this type of talk, these types of breakdowns with somebody who's as knowledgeable, well-studied, and well-versed. I'm, I'm grateful to kind of, you know, run these platforms uh, and partake on some of the different things that we talk about basketball-wise. And just as a person, you know, those things matter, folks. Get you some good people in your corners. Definitely. You're my guy, Kool-Aid. I believe in that. <laughs> You're my guy, Kool-Aid. Let's rock. Let's talk Let's, beef stew, baby. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So, look, guys, beef stew. To start this year, man, the Pistons big man, he started off as a five. Uh, and it wasn't that he wasn't doing a good job. It's just that the balance wasn't right because Bojan Bogdanovic, bless his soul for everything he does right, he cannot defend the four, so he is not the four. We all knew that coming into the season, Bogey needed to be at the three. But with everything that the Pistons had and everything they were trying to figure out, hey, they 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 started off what they thought was going to be their best lineup. And obviously, uh, Marvin Bagley started off the year hurt. Sean, man, you got any comments on that, though? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it was it was definitely not the greatest start for him. You know, Isaiah Stewart was doing everything that he could. But if it was it was it was at a certain point. It was like, get this man some help because it was it just felt like that that front line was almost was had almost no resistance with that lack of length. And, you know, as as, as much as Isaiah Stewart can add and bring on, on the court, you know, he does yeah. have those physical limitations and there's only so many things that he can do. So, you know, with that, I think, you know, the conversation that we're about to have and, and, you know, kind of the big picture conversation is where does Isaiah Stewart better fit? Perhaps it's at that four position. Yep. The four position starter off the bench. And I know that 
you know, you mentioned as well as I, and we've discussed it, that on these Coach Casey teams, you know, it's not about the start or if they come off the bench. But we got to have some fun here, bro. We got to put this in stone. We got to, we have to tell the people, is he going to be the long-term starting for? Look, I don't have any problem getting the egg on my face. I'll get the egg on my face. I'll get the season <laughs> cold take to find it wrong. I'll, I'll go there, man. I'll go there. But I, I think people will be surprised because, you know, as we get into the article here, you know, shout out Wolf Sports again. You know, that's what we cover. Uh, Pistons, NBA, Sean also Absolutely. My writing's there as well. Yep. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And I'm, I'm going to bring Sean on um, to break down one of his articles on a future episode as well. Uh, I, I love the way that he looks at the game. I, I Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun, brother. It's going to be fun. <laughs> we might have to do this on a Killian one, man. I've been tracking Killian throughout. So, um, but yeah, look, the question is simple. Do you believe Isaiah Stewart will prove to be the Detroit Pistons long-term starting power forward? The, arg- the article continues that the arguments that made that were made to start the season centered around his ability to stretch the floor effectively. You know, me personally, I thought, and I personally wondered if he'd be able to rebound and patrol the paint at an effective enough rate. And at six, eight, he isn't necessarily on the taller side of players playing his position, which was interesting to me because, you know, when they talk about Isaiah Stewart, uh, we hear a lot of different intangibles. And one of the players that that best equates to, is Al Horford, which, you know, I don't know why I didn't think this when I heard him say, hey, look, man, I was watching a lot, a lot, a lot of tape and studying a lot on Al Horford. When I first heard that, my ears perked up like, oh, that's actually really good. That's like a really good thing. Like, right. uh, Sean, what were your thoughts when you heard Isaiah Stewart say Al Horford? You know, when you saw the comments, when you when you heard him say these things, Al Horford is the guy that he's going to try and pattern his game after, especially when we know Al Horford was a guy who midway through his career got those threes what what was your initial thought i mean in my head to be honest with you it was fireworks from a from a basketball analyst perspective there are few better players that you can mirror your game off of than al horford in the sense that he's a type of player that fits in any era the type of basketball that he plays the the frame that that you know that he's built with i mean a point that you brought up earlier when we were talking about this you know off cam was you know al horford you know he was a guy where you know, at one point in his career, you know, he was just a sheerly a post player. And then, you know, at a certain point was able to turn yeah. into, you know, a guy who could, could, could bang and play in the post and, and, and guard those interior bigs if, if you needed to, but also a guy who was a perimeter presence, a guy who could shoot as, you know, a guy who could, yeah. you know, be out and shoot threes as well and do more different things. And so I think, you know, when you look at a guy like Al Horford, he's the type of guy where it's just, how can I, how can I help my team win? How can I fill in the blanks? And that just, that just seems not only from a yeah. personality standpoint, a good fit for Isaiah Stewart, but schematically and, you know, from a flow standpoint, a good spot for him too. You know what? You, and we're going to get into, we're going to get into the article. We got several different things we're going to get into um, that I believe he's doing well at as it relates to a stretch four and as it relates to his true impact out there on the court in terms of some comments that Dwayne Casey said versus some of the criticisms that I personally have had and other people have had against him. But you just brought up something really, really good. Here. I'm going to go off script a little bit. I want you to be able to talk on when, when Isaiah Stewart is saying it, and you touched on a little bit, what are some things specifically that you liked about Al Horford's game that you see uh, in Isaiah Stewart and, or that you hope you know, the, as you see him maturing, that he can get to. I want to I want to kind of be able to pick at that a little bit before we get into what my assessment was. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, first of all, I think one of the big things is, you know, he's his just his overall IQ, just his intelligence, the way that he's he's attacking a game, attacking the game. The number one thing you can tell with Al, Al Horford is on both ends of the ball. He's just looking for ways that he can contribute or ways that he can ways that he can help his team. So, for example, if he sees like one of his guys like Jason Tatum or it was if it was like, you know, like uh, Josh Smith back in the day, or like mm. whoever he was playing with. He's a great, you know, he's great at setting picks. He's great at, you know, he's great Ooh. at playing in space. You know, he's great at, you know, contributing in that sense. And that's something that we've seen Isaiah Stewart already be able to do. But at the same time, Al Horford's a guy that if you need me to put it, put it, put the ball, you know, the ball on the court, I can, you know, if you need me to shoot from the mid range, I can, if you need me to shoot from beyond the arc, like I can, it's just put me where you need me. I will do it. And, you know, I think those are the aspects where, you know, we saw last year in the finals, like with, with, you know, with Robert Williams and Al Horford, just like how, you know, just that yin and yang effect of, 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 of the bigs where guys who can come in and almost fill in where the other guy is maybe not as efficient, not as proficient. I think that's something that Al, Al Horford does tremendously. I like that. I like it. Look, look guys, that's why we had to have NBA Sugar Sean on today. We had to. I mean, listen, like I told you guys, he takes the NBA serious. Uh, the coverage is is not just on an analytical level, but it's just, it's just from years of watching the game, years of studying the game, years of, of doing this type of content as well, and, and making sure that, you, look, you guys going to check out that from half court. You understand why we had to have him <laughs> on this one to talk about, to talk about you know, NBA perspective compared to our Pistons perspective. I don't want you all to come at me and just say, hey, He's saying that these things can be these ways because of X, Y, and Z, his biases, or is this, or he's just clued in. I might be clued in on the Pistons, but I love the focus that Sean has on the NBA. Uh, and and, I, and I, I agree with a lot of things that you're saying. One of the things that you started off with that I didn't really think about, the pick and roll. You know, mm-hmm. I think Isaiah Stewart has gotten much better at the screen pick and roll game, as has, just side note, Jalen Duran as the season has gone on. Absolutely. That's that's one of the biggest things that I believe is going to open up Isaiah Stewart's game because I don't believe, like you know, like you stated, his dribble ability. I don't think there's very many fours or fives, or even if he does a pick and roll and has a one or a two on him, that can really stay with him. I, I just yeah. don't. And we see it. We see it when he when he kind of gets to going, when he kind of gets to moving in space, he makes a beeline to the rim and he's there. Uh, so that's a really, really great point that you brought up. Well, and, and the other thing too is, you know, you you can even set a, as great of a screen as you want, but at the end of the day, when they don't see you as a as a threat to score mm. the basketball, when they when they don't see you as a realistic, you know, from from any point of the court to actually put the ball in the net, that that limits what the pick and roll can actually be. But now yep. that you know, now that there's the shades of of the things in the elements that he's adding to his game. And since he's going after that, you know, Al Horford type of, you know, versatility, Al Horford, I like to call him the Swiss army knife of the NBA. Like, like he, like the do it all. And and that's, yeah. that's exactly, you know, the type of form he wants to follow. Yep. Yep. And I, and I love that, you know, and as we're talking about more of what Isaiah Stewart mentioned when he was talking about this Al Horford type of a role, one of the big things that everybody instantly thought about was, like we said, the threes, man. Can he stretch the floor on the offensive side? Now, we know defensively he could play uh, in the paint. He could play in the uh, as well as on the perimeter. And he can switch, and he's doing that pretty well. But on, on the offensive side, was he going to be able to have a big enough impact to be able to quell some of the critics uh, and some of the criticisms that people have continued to kind of hurl at him? 
as it relates to who is Isaiah Stewart long term. Uh, three point wise, though, I did not expect him to come out, especially after oh starting the season 18 percent. I did not expect, bro, 35 percent on 4.3 uh, three point attempts. I got to ask you, Sean, was this blowing your expectation out of the water, just kind of meeting it or or underwhelmed? <laughs> I mean, he's absolutely blown it out of the water. I mean, if you would have told me that Isaiah Stewart at one point of the season was shooting top five, three point percentage on the team, I would have been, I would have been, you know, that's great. Good job. You know, keep it up. Isaiah Stewart at one point was shooting top 10, three point percentage in the entire league from a stretch, you know, for two weeks in November and December, his percentage was in the top 10, you know, at 38% for a stretch. And the fact that, you know, he's able to, you know, that he's able to do that, you know, consistently, but he's able to shoot that efficiency on his highest volume as well, just speaks, you know, speaks into the encouragement that, that they have. And another thing to add is that Isaiah Stewart might have the best form on the team as well. Like his jump shot, if you were to teach every time, bro, if you were to teach someone how to shoot a basketball, you would show them Isaiah Stewart's footage. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's going in every single time. And it's interesting because some people are like, yo, it looks like he just flipped this switch and it just came from out of nowhere. Well, Al Horford did the same thing for the first six, seven, eight years of his career. He didn't really shoot threes about year six or seven. He started getting about 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 threes a game. And then like year seven or eight, it was just like, hey, I'm shooting three to five three pointers a game. And I'm going to hit it at a similar clip that Isaiah Stewart is. So from one of the biggest parts or or or, or things that people wanted to see hurdles in his game. He's proving very, very efficient. And not just that, he's proving to be able to do it at the rate and, and learning this thing at the same rate and pace that Al Horford has. Hey, this is what you want me to do. I'm going to go out there and do it. Similar to what you were stating about Al Horford. You know, yeah. uh, we talk about those rebounding numbers, and this is one of the things that I, I, I discussed. I've been really big on this. It was in our over-under competition for the Pistons preseason. Is he going to get over 10 rebounds? We talked about, is he going to average a double-double? And Honestly, I think he's starting to shove this in my face a little bit like Kool-Aid. You don't matter because I can do so many other things that you just didn't even know. We were talking about, can he get a double-double before he was hitting threes? Now he's hitting threes, and it's like, okay, because this is the thing. Al Horford's rebounding numbers, they went down when he started to shoot threes. Mm -hmm. We've seen Al Horford in his three-point shooting years. Did we ever think that his impact in the paint was low? Absolutely not. We also, (laughs) the other thing as well, the other thing as well is that Isaiah Stewart's rebounding numbers are down certain nights because he now has a teammate next to him. That's one of the best rebounders in the game of basketball. And he's only 19 years old. So that's part of why his rebound numbers might not always get there. But the fact that he's consistently averaging seven, you know, seven rebounds a game, Two of those being offensive rebounds, which for a guy who's undersized, the fact that he's getting you at least two second chance opportunities on the offensive end is something that's absolutely huge. And again, just speaks to the motor that he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's awesome. It's awesome. It really is. Because uh, the motor is the part that nobody questioned would be Stu. It was the skills. People mm-hmm. were like, well, what else is he? We know he's rugged. We know he plays physical. We know he gets into paint and battles. But what else is he? Then we started seeing him defend people on the perimeter. Then we started seeing him take people off the dribble. Now we're seeing him add three-point shooting and not just three-point shooting. How many times we see guys say they were working on three-point shooting and it didn't look like they were three-point shooters at all and they didn't understand the flow of the game. Just because you open don't mean you have to take it. Right. It really doesn't. I've seen B. Stu take it, 
hesitate, and the whole defense shift, and he passes it right back to somebody else who's wide open. That's basketball IQ. So it's not just that he's learning to shoot threes. It's not just that, you know, he's learning to do new things. He's learning to incorporate these new skills with a certain level of basketball IQ that means the Pistons can actually take advantage of what he's doing. You know, so it, this helped to change or my perspective that if he's adding these new components to his game, this notion of you got to get the 10 rebounds because of all the other Detroit bigs and this, that, and the other. Nah, man. What he's doing in terms of his true impact is more closely related to what Dwayne Casey said. Head coach Dwayne Casey, and it's something similar to what you told me before uh, Before we went on as well. Uh, his comments said uh, said it all when referencing the intrinsic impact he, uh, you know, Stewart has on the game. Uh, he said he, Isaiah Stewart, is not always perfect, but he's the spirit of the team. He is the energy. You know, that was at the, the last game. And it was interesting mm-hmm. because that was a game where he had to play center, uh, in a pinch because of some injuries and some guys weren't out or were out and they had to shift the land lineups. I know Jalen Duran didn't play last game as well against Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and so that put him back at the at the center position. And he went out there and, and gobbled up a bunch of rebounds, proving, hey, you know what I'm saying? The, what you guys were reporting <laughs> is the, my demise. That was, it was very, very, very early reporting of my demise. Like it's it's not the case. Where he's playing at, he's shown to be proficient. And I actually was pretty, pretty, pretty impressed by it. Sean, when you saw him go back to center, what did you think was going to happen? I, I, quite frankly, I didn't, you know, I didn't know fully what to expect. I thought maybe, you know, with any other player, you expect at least some form of hesitancy, some form of, you know, being thrown off guard. But I think, you know, with, with Isaiah Stewart, I think he's shown a form of track record that, he shows up ready to play whatever position he's thrown in. I, I feel like he could, I feel like you could throw him into point guard tomorrow. And at the very least with the effort and intensity that he goes at it, he would at least have some base level of what to do. Like, 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 like that's, that's what I've been incredibly Im- impressed by. So, you know, obviously he's had experience playing at five for years. We've seen that times that he can be effective at the five, but even then, like you said, changing and, and, and instinctively playing more in the perimeter, it's, it can be harder to bring yourself back in and to play that anchor role again. So, you know, the fact that on a pinch, he can change, you know, he can make those adjustments and, you know, thrive in those adjustments. That's what you want. Yeah, it's not like his perimeter play has shocked or shuddered his aggressive, rugged style of play that he's always had. And that's awesome to see because usually you see these guys start dribbling and shooting threes. They get more finessey. That's kind of what happened with Andre Drummond. He had that dunk everything year. And then after that, it was learn to shoot threes and everything started to get real like finesse and dribbles. I'm trying to cross. Let me do in and outs. And it was just like, bro, you're 6'11". And this, you know, is, and this is why Trey Weaver... <laughs> this is why Troy Weaver's special, you know, this is like, this is like the important thing about Troy Weaver, because he says, you look at the people first before you, before you look at the prospect. Exactly. And when you go and do the scouting and look at the background, you see Isaiah Stewart's this kid from Rochester, New York, works, who's been works, boxing works, all, works, works. all of his childhood. This is just what this kid does. So yeah, man, he, he will yep. never be the glitz and glamor guy. We'll never have to worry about uh, finesse and finagling with him because <laughs> it, that's just who he is. Yep. And, and, and it's it's awesome here, too. I got the what needs to improve. And the reason why I say it's awesome is because when we talk about his improvements, we can almost talk about it in the sense that we know he's going to get there. That's what I like about Isaiah Stewart is that this year he's done things that at the end of last year, people said, why are you shooting threes? Because he's not going to be a three point shooter. That's why he's doing it. So when we talk about what he needs to improve on, it's not from an aspect of believing. I think that he's a finished product or he can't get there. 
or that this is a critique that dings him as a player. I believe that he's a plus player. And right now, if I had to make the call, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But it's two biggest improvements for me. And then I want to ask you what you think of those as well as what you believe he needs to improve on. I think he has the ability to be a good playmaker and he's shown the flashes, but I would like to see his assists go up similar to, to Al Horford's. Uh, Al Horford was a guy who could play make for his team uh, no matter where he was on the court. Uh, outside, inside, post-play, post-passes, and things of that nature. I know with the Pistons, they got a lot of ISO guys who have to have the ball in their hands. But it would be interesting to see if he could play in that bench unit and be able to um, if and be able to, you know what I'm saying, really, really, really be able to play Mac. Uh, the mm-hmm. other aspect of it that I, I thought he needs to improve on, but I believe he can get there, is his individual post defense and he's acknowledged that he's still learning this aspect of that game he's still learning it i believe he's going to get there i can tell he's not necessarily satisfied with where he's at but i want to see him get there man i just wanted your take on it before we wrap this thing up and bring it to a close on what you believe as relates to his assists and as it relates to his defense and anything else you believe he needs to improve on and if you believe what's what steward is going to be you know is he that long-term starter and if not what do you believe he will be Yeah, listen, I mean, I think you touched on a lot of good things there. I think, you know, defensively, we've touched on his versatility and his ability to switch. But, you know, versatility is a great skill, but it's about, you know, it's about, you know, at at a certain point, it's, you know, it's not just about being good at a lot of things. It's about perfecting and being great at specific things as well. You know, we talk about guys, you know, like, like Al Horford, and he was a specialist who could do a little bit of everything really well, but he had those elements where he was great. And the elements where, where Al Horford was great was his consistency on the defensive end, his consistency rebounding, and also, you know, just his in, his instinct to score since he's come in the league since day one, right? So for Isaiah Stewart, I would say, you know, his, the, the, his, his inherent skill that he came into the league with was hustle and heart, which is an absolute great thing to have. But he, but he came in also very raw as a basketball player. So for him, it's it's conti- you know for for him it's just continuing to perfect those things that he's already doing right now. From a shooting standpoint, I think he's well on his way. I think it's I think it's much more handling the basketball, being you know having moments where he'll need to have the ball in his hands and he'll need to help and create and initiate things at times that they need to. Because as we've seen this season. You'll never know when you when you'll need to count on guys like that to really go out and create a bucket for you. You're overall, right, I, mean, uh, I was just going to say really quickly. Overall, if you're asking me like whether or not I like whether or not he's going to get there, I think when you look at a scouting report and you look at all the things that a guy can do and their potential, you go, yeah, he certainly has the like he certainly has the you know has the capability to get there. The thing that makes me confident with with Isaiah Stewart is even if he doesn't end up getting there, you know he's the type of player that's going to die trying. I like that. I like that. I think that's a great way and a great place to to end things today. Uh, you know, with Isaiah Stewart, there hasn't been a hurdle that he hasn't been able to jump yet. And that's why I like your, your closing statements. That's where I was going to go is that when we're talking about assessing Isaiah Stewart, I came into this season with a bunch of gauntlets and things that I thought he was supposed to do and things that I was wondering is he going to be able to get to. And then he quickly showed the type of player he is isn't the one to be judged like Andre Drummond or even like some of these other bigs that make marginal improvements or steps. He's being asked to do a ton, 
that's going to stretch a guy thin. And when he's put focusly into the four or into the five, put focusly into a role, go out here and defend this, go out here and rebound that. He's showing proficiency. That's and I and I love that about him, man. And when you add that with the guy who's going to work and already has a good level of basketball IQ, man, I'm telling you, like you stated, if it's can he start? If what is he long term? Then obviously we know that the bottom for Stewart is probably at the very least 25 to 35 minutes a night off the bench yeah. at the very least. At the yep. very least, there's no way this team. I don't see that, that this team, unless they use him as some aspect of trade bait to tremendously get better, not to bring in another rookie project. I mean, like they're bringing in somebody tremendously better that's going to upgrade this team in a big way. I don't see how Isaiah Stewart is not on this squad. He is the heartbeat. He is the heartbeat. I do yeah. believe he's going to lock that down. Yeah, 100. And and he's he of all of the players on the team, he might not be – the franchise player he might not be like the you know the number one pick he's not Cade he's not he's not Jay Ivey he's not what these guys were brought in to Detroit to be but instead mm-hmm. he's like Ben Wallace where he wasn't brought in to do that either but in reality Ben Wallace ended up being the, like the most important part of that the heart and soul of that because you know they're come in and asked to be the foundation setters the ground setters and ultimately you know be what Detroit is about which is you know putting in the work even when it's not glamorous, ultimately bring out the success. And, you know, that's yep. what he's going to do. And that's what he's always going to do. I like that. I like that. Well, look, you guys, you guys already know, believe in Pistons. This was another believe in beef episode. Believe in beef, Stuart. I need you guys to be able to put in replies. I need you to be able to put in the comments. I need you guys to, be able to hit up our handles. Tell us what we're wrong. Tell us what, what, what we what we're different. Tell us if you think that the long-term starter at power forward or if you think that isaiah stewart is a guy that'll be off the bench or not here long term for the betterment of the team listen let us know but for believe in pistons for believe network i am brandon dent credential nba media till next time y'all